0: Heaven only knows, this is a saying that we use to express something that is beyond us or that is a secret that only God knows. Heaven only knows how frustrated my kids make me during the week. (laughs) Heaven only knows how much candy I have stashed in my purse, in my car, in my drawers, dresser drawers. I don't have any right now. Heaven only knows how much we women pay to get our hair done. (laughs) Heaven only knows. We will keep it a secret. But I believe that heaven only knows fits so well within this conversation that we are having about identity. Heaven only knows who you are. And only God holds the original blueprint for your identity. So how are you known in heaven? How you answer that question will determine the confidence with which you are able to grab a hold of your kingdom identity, your kingdom, I mean, your identity in Christ. Now, last week, Ryan led us to embrace the false self. It was such a beautiful Sunday, powerful Sunday of looking at those places where we've masked or we've had imposters standing in, in front of us because we don't want to acknowledge them and we don't want people to really know us as who we truly are. But I think, and I believe it is as important that we know how heaven sees us too. And today I want to help you answer that question. How are you known in heaven? I know that God thinks of us and sees us far differently than we think of and see ourselves. When we say broken, heaven says whole. When we say failure, heaven says warrior. When we say hopeless, heaven says hope-filled. And this is the heart of our struggle with identity. Do we believe and live the truth found in Jesus that we can read all through scripture? Or do we believe the lies of the accuser? In Revelations 12.10, Satan is called the accuser of the brethren. The Greek word for accuser means the one who labels. And his labels, we know, are things like worthless, broken, too much, not enough, forgotten, damaged, and I know so many others that we have these labels in our lives. But scripture says, I have them posted, you are accepted, you are chosen, you are free, You are forgiven. You are a new person. You are a child of God. You are made in God's image. You belong to Jesus. The reason each of us wrestled to lay hold of our identity in Christ is because our lives are lived between these two realities, God's promises, his truths, and then the uh, the lies of the accuser. And honestly, sometimes this is, I know this is just not for me. Those lies can be louder and more, um, we've just listened to them more and, beca- and um, that we live them out almost for our whole lives. This lie, it just feels more true than the things I just read up on the, on the board. But who gets the final say? How the accuser labels us or how heaven knows us? We see this reality played out so clearly in a story in the Bible with the story of Gideon. So I'm going to, you can turn to Judges 6, but I also will have it up on the screens. And I will give you a little bit of context about, um, because it's in the Old Testament, the book of Judges. And so this book tells the history of Israel when it was under oppression from surrounding nations. Constantly under attack and unable to thrive. These attacks were the results of turning their back, the Israelites turning their back on God for years until they would begin to repent. They would return to God and they would call out to him again for deliverance. So there's so much going on. And in Judges 6, this is where we meet Gideon. He was um, from the smallest of the 12 tribes of Israel. He was a man of no reputation and he didn't have much hope in his uh, current circun- situation, circumstances. He had to make life work, but God saw him differently. So in uh, we will start in Judges chapter 6, verse 1. The Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. And for seven years, he gave them into the hands of the Midianites. They invaded the land to ravage it. They so impoverished the Israelites that they cried out to the Lord for help. When the Israelites cried out to the Lord, he sent them a prophet who said, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. I brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. I said to you, I am the Lord, your God. Do not worship the gods of the Amorites in whose land you live, but you have not listened to me. The angel of the Lord came to where Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianites. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied. (gasps) But if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all his wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of Midian, The Lord turned to him and said, go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied, but how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. The Lord answered, I will be with you. I want to pull two things out of this to hold on to as we talk about identity this morning. As I said earlier, heaven knows your name. Heaven knows your identity. As he said to Gideon, mighty warrior God is with you. Gideon's story begins with him hiding in a wine press, threshing wheat, and generally remaining out of sight of anyone who might see the little bit of food he has and try to steal him. This is the scene unfolding on earth as an angel steps through the veil of heaven into the physical realm. The angel sees Gideon hiding, worried, and a bit frantic as he scrapes enough food together for his family without getting himself killed. There is a battle going on. The angel greets him. The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. It is so encouraging that the angel didn't address Gideon by his current situation or the fact that he was hiding and that he was scared. He knew him by a different name. One that called him up into identity and forward into his destiny. And I know for all of us, we can look at places that we are going, oh man, when heaven looks on my life, they, I'm in some very, very difficult situations, different uh, circumstances that I'm like, what, this is, you know, I, I'm totally lost and it's a mess. But we have to remember that God isn't using our current circumstances, our fear, or the places that we are hiding. He's not using that to define us. Heaven knows you by a different name. And this morning, if a messenger of God stepped into the room right now, I believe that they would have an entirely different name than you would even expect. Maybe it's beloved. Maybe it's pure. Maybe it's holy. Set apart. Chosen. Known. Forgiven. Maybe they would come in and say, you are a restorer for your family. God is with you. Maybe another one would come to you and say, you are a marriage redeemer. God is with you. Man of purity, God is with you. Woman of bravery or courage, God is with you. I wonder what the name heaven knows you by. The second thing I want to um, share with you is that there's more to this receiving identity than just hearing it. So we could have this angel show up and call us this name, but it takes so much more than just hearing this identity. There is a real tension in this moment where the angel shows up and calls Gideon mighty warrior. We read it in the scripture. Gideon says, "Uh, pardon me? (laughs) I'm like, oh, I feel you, Gideon. Um, You say what? Who? How? When is this supposed to happen? I know if I feel that tension, you have to feel the tension too. And in your own life. My life is this. I'm feeling this way. This is what's going on. And yet you say this. And that is um, because there's real action that this identity required Gideon to step into. There was more to it than just hearing it. So here's Gideon. And he's like, okay. I'm called a warrior. And there's also action steps to this. He doesn't just say, oh, Gideon, you're a warrior and you can stay here in this wine press, to keep, keeping all your food to yourself. He actually is like, no, um, you're a warrior and I'm gonna call you to go fight. You're like, oh gosh, there's there's um, some action steps to this. So, um, Today, I, I was going to say, I don't want to cheer you on and, <laughs> and encourage you. I mean, I do, but I don't want you to say like, this is what heaven says. You're a warrior. Walk in it. You got this. Okay, see you next week. There's so much more to this, right? This is a pros- process of integrating my true identity, into my daily life. This is Gideon going, I'm a warrior, now I have to move forward in that. And so, I mean, maybe you might be going, well, what does this look like? You might ask. How, uh, for, for me, I, I'm a mom of four. I, we have a very full schedule, lots of laundry, errands, lots of sporting events. I'm a wife to an amazing husband who is also. <laughs> <laughs> he has a, he's a. I mean, we all know this. He is very vision focused and driven. How do we do this? I'm a pastor. I'm full time here with kids and here with ladies and all of you all. How does this really look in daily life? How do you find time to integrate your true identity into your daily life? And if, I mean, I'm gonna tell you some things, but let's just pretend like we're at a coffee shop. You and I are sitting across from each other and you're like, because I've had people, Kate, how do you do this? This walking with Jesus, this living this life, how do we do this? And so I would tell you this. My life with Jesus and my heart for Jesus is to live before his presence, letting him speak, form, reveal things in my heart and his identity to me every day. And this is not, I'm, I wish that I could have days and days upon itself where I have no one needing anything from me, no responsibilities, nothing calling on me. Oh my gosh, I would get, I would have so much time with Jesus. I would be a saint, I think. <laughs> saint Kate. Saint Kate. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, I, we could, I mean, that would be amazing. I, we, we wanna be monks, you know, I mean, some of us do, some don't. But you just have all the time in the world, to sit before the Father. But that's not my real life. So in, with my journey with Jesus, I am in a constant and always open place for Him. I'm always available for Him to be speaking to me, showing me things as I'm maybe in the morning with him, with my, the Bible open. But then also as I'm driving through town, I'm like, Jesus, what are you saying to me now? I want him to have full access and I have given him full access to my life to challenge me, to call me deeper at any moment. And I have spent hours before him And I have sat for hours before mentors and counselors to learn and to dive into the places in my life that are disconnected from love. We have them. I think of them as insecurities. And yet he is all about pursuing those places. Because I have given him full access to my life, I've had many times with Jesus that I ask him questions like I'm asking you today. How does heaven see me? And he shows me pictures. And I come face to face with my kingdom identity, with my kingdom self. I have this revelation and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is real. Like I have seen Myself, my kingdom self. And he's like, Kate, this is who I see you as. I'm like, holy cow, she's amazing. (laughs) And she's not just all like glowy and floating around like an angel. Because that's like, sometimes I would think that that's a future goal. of like, oh, I've got to get all my stuff together to be prim and proper and to go like, this is how my kingdom self would look. And like I said, after lots of time with him, lots of moments, he's like, Kate, it's just you as you are today. You don't have to clean up anything. You don't have to do anything. But this is how I see you. You are beautiful. You have authority. You walk in who, you, who I say you are. because this is who he's seen from the beginning of time. As he crafted me in my mom's womb, he's like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait for her to walk in this authority, to walk in this identity. And in those places when I can see like, oh wow, I really see who I am and who he's calling me to be, he speaks deep identity and and it brings freedom to my present moments, to my days, but then it also is like calling me in to the future callings and anointings and opportunities that he has for me. And because I have given him full access to my life, I have had moments with him that are simple and random and sometimes really hard to see. One um, example I will share with you is that uh, I had the opportunity to go on a trip with some friends and we were coming home. So I'm in a car full of friends and girls and you know how that goes, we're just talking and chatting. I actually put AirPods in because I was listening to a podcast and it was just sitting there and as I was listening, I had this thing that she shared, this woman, I was like, oh man, it struck this thing deep in my heart. I was like, ooh, ooh, what's that? And it, it, it hit this place of insecurity, or um, yeah, it hit this place of insecurity in my life where I was like, oh gosh, what she just said shows me something that I might need to go on a little journey with Jesus with. And so this is not like, oh, I have to stop everything. every You know, let's stop the car. I need to go out. I need to get on my face before the Lord. I'm like in a car with friends coming home going, okay, Jesus, I, I feel this place. I see this place and I am just going to trust you with it. I can't really do anything right now. I mean, I, yes, I'm praying to him, but it wasn't just the, it wasn't the right atmosphere for me to like, well, let me, hold on everybody. I need to go after some deep insecurity right now and you can all just keep talking. Don't mind me as I ball my, 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 my eyes out. Um, and so I, I literally said to him, I said, okay, Jesus, I'm gonna trust you with this place. Something was just triggered or hit that I am questioning, but I have to trust that if you show me something, you will also heal me, heal me in that. So I just kind of tucked it in there, and I asked the Lord. I was like, "Okay, Jesus, you know, you know my schedule. <laughs> you know all the things that I have to do as I come home from a trip." And He's so wonderful because He's like, "Yeah, I do. We'll figure it out. I'm not going to let you like not deal with this." <laughs> I was like, "Okay." Um, so I came home and I literally got my calendar out. And I was like, Jesus, I don't want this to go very long without having some deep time with you. And I got my calendar out. I looked and I was like, okay, there's a Thursday. I have about 40 minutes. (laughs) He loves me. And he was like, okay. So I just put that there and went about my day. Thursday comes and I'm like, okay, Jesus, here we go. We're gonna take some time. And this is, the kids were gone. Ryan was gone. And I was able to give Jesus time. And you might be like, oh man, no, you need like hours, hours for him to do things like that. No, he is so good. He can come in. And honestly, I think I was done by like 25 minutes in. I was like, sweet, I got some time. i to go read a book. Um, but he, because he's so passionate about finding those places in my life, and I'm saying in your life, that are the insecurities or the places where we're, our identity, we could have the identity of like, oh my gosh, I'm this amazing kingdom self of Kate, you know, Saint Kate. But there's also these places that are wounded and broken and he's like I love I love that but I love this. And so for me I had to go and he ministered so beautifully to me. But he had me go and I saw myself as this young young girl and she she felt hidden and trapped. And I was able to because sometimes I'm like, oh, okay, well, we'll just, Jesus, you just deal with that. And he was like, no, I want you to go in, to embrace that little girl, to find her, to call her out, to talk to her, to begin a relationship with her. Why is she scared? Why is she feeling those things? And I was, and he was so, it wasn't, it was him and I meeting places in my heart that needed a touch from Jesus. And from that place, it's amazing how when you get healed in places, you're like, whoa, uh, I have a lot more capacity for whatever. And it brought so much hope to me in that place. And so as I said, along my journey, I've made agreements with lies that it was safer to stay hidden than to be seen. Like Gideon, hiding away, I have made life work. And I'm thinking, oh yeah, I got this. This is, this is a good life. And then he's like, oh gosh. because then he shows me, I have made a very small life work. I, when I live from places that are trapped or hidden, that's not living. We, we, that's not living. He has so much more for us. So over the years, with, as I said, consistent times and opportunities with Jesus, acknowledging and allowing Him to reveal parts that are living less than, the more I see my life in areas that I can wake up to, that I can commit to a beautiful and hard, but so worth it journey with Jesus. The daily process of integrating, embracing, confessing, confidently moving in the identity that he has crafted for me. And so just, I mean, this is not just me. This is you too. You have to give him time and space to take you on this journey. As I've said, I don't know, maybe I should start saying it every time I get up here. But as I've said in the past, the pace of love is slow. And he won't just tell you or give you a verse and then hope you get it. Like, good luck on that. He calls you out, mighty warrior. Restorer of your family, woman of bravery. And then he goes on the journey with you because you have to put it into practice. And he will put you in places to establish and deeply root you in the identity that he has seen for you and that he's calling you into. from that place of where and the moments that I've had with Jesus where he's reminded me of my identity, where I could be like, oh, I'm just doing this, just doing this, he's like, what are you doing? <sighs> no, remember, this is who you are. But it will, it will require something of me to walk in the fullness that he has. And I, as I shared, like I, I, I don't wanna live a life that's like half for Jesus. I wanna live full for Jesus. Even if that make, means that maybe I speak in front of a gathering of people. It's real. I have given him my yes I have committed to him and I wanna walk in the fullness that he has for me. And this is what I want for you, for my community, for my friends who I walk life with. I want you to know like, oh gosh, I'm doing this because, well, I know Kate's doing this. (laughs) I mean, we can buddy up together, but I want you to be walking in the fullness of your identity that he has for you. And so as I get ready to close, um, yep, gonna have some time. Uh, The last thing I want you to understand from this passage is to remember in your journey with identity, even if there are the steps to take, the things that it's gonna require, we have to know that this reality that changed Gideon, God is with you. The angel knew that there was a tough road ahead as Gideon rose into his identity. If You, you guys should read the, the whole story of Gideon. It's so beautiful and I'm like, oh man. He, go, he has to go into battle And he's like, okay, i got my army. He has 22,000, you know, army people. And he, and then God's like, no, no, it's too many. Let's cut some out. It's like, pardon me. Okay. So he cuts them out and then he goes, okay, God, how about this? He goes into battle with 300 people. He had 300. That's what God wanted him to do. He was like, oh. But then what I love about the story is that God, it takes him and the 300 people. And then he, um, I mean, they did good in the battle. (sighs) They won, but it was because God created confusion in the other side of of the battle. So I just love that because I'm like, God, you call us to these things where we're like, I am going to be to the end of my place. I have reached my maximum. And then God's like, awesome. Now I'm going to do the other thing on the other side. That's going to cause create, you know, create so much confusion so that the only way that you'll be like, oh my gosh, that was, that was all God. I showed up and he does the work. So this is why I loved the story of Gideon. And I've, identified with so many things. So God is with you. The angel knew, he said, warrior, but this is who you are. The promise of God's faithfulness to us is what brings us into our identity. He is faithful. We have to hear our names. We have to embrace those places that are maybe wounded or holding us back from all that, we ha- that God has for us. We have to align with it, and then we have to know we are not alone. He is with you. Judges 6, 16, the Lord answered, I will be with you. I'm going to, um, I, w- I, w- I did give us some time because I want to um, give us time for ministry or for Jesus to do what he does always. I'm, um, we will have communion up here, but I don't want you to rush and be like, okay, she's done, minister time, I'm gonna get the communion and head out. I'm not gonna be watching all of you, but communion will be here. On the table, we do, we print it off. Some a list of who are you. So these are some of the names. These are, these are some of the promises that the Lord has for you that you could take. But what I felt, and we will um, turn on some music, And but what I felt before we even take communion is that you take some time and that you would ask Jesus the question that I started with. Jesus, how am I known in heaven? What will you hear? What will you see? What is the name he has given you? And then as you get that, and I'd don't put too much pressure on yourself if you're like, oh no, I didn't hear anything this morning. He can speak to you on Tuesday at three o'clock. This is not a one-time thing. And then the other thing is how, now that you're sharing your identity of how you see me, I want you then to ask, how are you inviting me to walk that out? What does being a warrior look like? And so those are the two questions I would have you ask you can write things down on your phone and in a notebook, and then you could come and get communion and, and even grab that list. I'm gonna pray and then we can start letting the Lord speak. So Jesus, you are so faithful. You see us and we bring a big smile to your face. And in the places where we're like, oh man, my identity feels really strong and confident here. But then this, I'm wavering. I don't know what I'm called in this place in those messy places, in those hurting places. Lord, you want to meet us there. That is where freedom comes. That is where identity is established. And I thank you that you can speak and will speak to us. I pray for our hearts to be open this morning, Jesus. For where the enemy would wanna be like, oh no, this is not for you, this is not for you. We silence him in the name of Jesus. Jesus, we are your kids. We want to hear from you. We want to walk in the fullness that you have for us, that we would be a body of friends and family that would say, oh my gosh, we are amazing because Jesus is so good to us. It's because of you, Jesus, and we know that you are with us. We love you, Jesus. Speak to us now.